Are you ready to go the distance? When you're nearing retirement, it's essential that you have a written plan and know exactly how the plan will work. Life's about choosing where you want to go and mapping out a financial plan to get you there. The one thing you need is a plan. So what's the plan? Plan? I know plan! An experienced financial advisor can help you avoid potential hazards and find alternative routes. We pride ourselves in being different from other financial planning firms. During your initial consultation, we will get to know you and give you the chance to get to know us. Our friendly staff will make you feel comfortable the moment you walk in the door. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651, 712-224-4651, or log on to EFS4U.com, EFS, the number 4U.com. This is Mark from Mark on Money. In today's show, we're going to talk about statistics and a survey about retirement planning. Some of these numbers are going to shock you. And now, live from the heart of Sioux City, Mark on Money with your host, Mark Gills. The key is having a plan in place, knowing what you're going to do, a place where your retirement questions are answered. You could be putting tens of thousands in jeopardy. You'll get the latest news on 401ks and retirement planning. It can make a profound difference with what you can and can't afford in retirement. If you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome in to Mark on Money. Welcome in, everybody. This is Mark on Money with Mark Gills. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Mark is a certified financial planner, an independent, a fiduciary, 30-plus years experience. Find him today, EFS Wealth Management. Uh, that's EFS, the number four, the letter U.com. That's the website. I encourage you to, to write that down and check it out when you can. Um, it is worth it. Hi, Mark. How are you? I am good. How are you, Steve? Very, very well, thanks. And, uh, I mean, congratulations, Grandpa. Huh? Yeah, Again, number four. Number four. So, that's nice. Yeah. That's cool. So how? So you got a baby, and then how is the? How old is the oldest granddaughter? Three. Three. Wow. Yeah, so yeah, Ooh. they're they're busy little bunch. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, not yeah. all one child. But no, no, no. Yeah. Of course, but still, I get it. But um, oh, all right. Well, so good. That's uh, that's always good. It's always a bright spot when uh, you know that kind of thing happens. And, right. Yeah. Yeah, and. Uh, so what are we going to talk about today? Well, we're, uh, so again, the Transamerica survey, I, I think, is interesting. You, you start to look at the breakdown of this stuff, um, and it's, it's sort of an exercise in what people know and what they don't know about retirement and what they don't know. Yeah, are some and of that's the and you know me, and you know me, I like statistics. Yes, indeed. So there's a lot of statistics in this survey that Transamerica did. Um, you know, one of the things that has always been my passion and has always been so much fun in my profession is just educating people when it comes to retirement planning and investing and taxes and all the things that go with financial planning. Sure. Um, you know, I've, I've known all of this information at some point, I've probably read some of it, but it's good to just kind of, uh, revisit it and see what's what really surprises you out there. Um, and I've said this before, on our podcast is most people don't have a 
written strategy. And in fact, the, the statistics from the Transamerica said that only 29% have a written plan. Exactly. So that's, that's one out of about one out of four people have a written plan. That means that three out of four um, do not. Do not, yeah. Well, let's, and, uh, let's set the stage here with Sharon Epperson and uh, Shelly Ann Eweka. Uh, they're talking about just that. Yet many Americans know they're unprepared. A recent survey finds only 29% have a written financial plan, which some experts say can serve as a guide to help stress test your strategy. It can illustrate or simulate how your retirement goal will be impacted by different inflationary periods, different periods of market volatility. Again, that 29% number of people that are the only 29% have a plan. And, you know, you've said before that that, that number is probably high, huh? Um, yeah. And, and, you know, w what really is a written plan? I mean, is it something, you know, on a yellow pad? Uh, is it something that is detailed? Um, I'd have to see more information on what that written plan sure. really is. Um, so that means that 75% of people use the, the four-letter word that I, that I hate, which is hope. <laughs> I like the four-letter word called math because math is all about having a written plan. So you have a plan and you use math to, to stress test your scenario because math will tell you whether or not um, you know, you're statistically likely to be able to achieve what you hope to achieve. Uh, and show you in black and white. So, for instance, on our website, I encourage you to, uh, if you haven't ever been there, uh, to go and look at the sequence of return risk, which talks about withdrawal strategy, because in retirement, it's all about income and how do you create income and how do you take money off of your investments and avoiding the sequence of return risk, which means that at the beginning of your retirement, your investments lose a bunch of money and what's the plan when that happens? And, and you know, by segmenting money into different buckets of money, you can uh, eliminate that risk or reduce it. Um, Harold Zelinsky, who's the pioneer of, I think, financial planning or something like that, he, he just had a recent article on Twitter, I think, or uh, investment news that talked about this exact thing, um, which was basically saying, hey, here's a here's a bucket strategy that you know, will help to reduce the sequence of return risk. and But it's important to have a written plan. That's the key well, what to about be able the, to stress test your plan. Well, what about the 41% who said they have an unwritten plan? Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> How but, does that know, even work? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't think um, it does. I guess it's it goes back to they just hope that everything's going to work out. I guess. You know, and, and then the other part of it is, is what about a backup plan? So... Um, and I, I, I don't understand the statistics from the Transamerica because you would think that if 29% have a written plan, even less have a backup plan. Sure. Uh, but 37% of workers have a backup plan for retirement if unable to work to their planned retirement age. So what's their backup plan if, if you know, 37% save a backup plan, but only 29% have a written plan? plan so I, I don't know there's a I mean, bunch of people that aren't plan, counted but in no retirement <laughs> have a backup plan but no retirement plan i don't know yeah i guess and well i mean you know when you talk about that uh, they talk about uh, unable to work to their planned retirement age and and about half of us think uh, that we're going to retire by 65 right and the facts are that that people 
um, you know, end up expecting to retire at a certain age, but most of them end up retiring earlier than they age because of a number of things. They were laid off, um, physical issues, you know, they've got to take care of their parents. And so having that backup plan, I, you know, to retire earlier is always good. I always tell people your backup plan should work if you are forced to retire five years earlier than what you expect to. So in other words, you if you say, yes, that's how I set it up, you know, so I've always done that. I've done that for 30 years. So when I was working with a 35 year old or a 40 year old, and they wanted to work till they're 65. When we did their financial projections, we, we figured that they were going to retire at 60 and, uh, and, you know, or at least be prepared to be able to retire at 60 and if they continued working till 65, fantastic. But, you know, even back then, the statistics were the same. So 30 years ago, people were not working until what they thought they'd expected to work till. They were quitting earlier for, like we talked about, a number of, of reasons. Sure. Well, and, um, you know... Again, a bunch of folks, the 31% say they're going to work past 65. This is a number that surprised me. 19% of workers say they don't plan to retire. I mean, well, maybe they don't have any money, so they don't have a choice. I don't know. You oh, know, that, that could be part that, of it. That could be part sad, of it, too. That's a sad thing, isn't it? Yeah, although, you know, you, you look at uh, people like, um, I don't know, Warren Buffett. He's not retired, and he's worth billions of dollars, he's so like he still goes to work huh? every day. Yeah, he's 90-some years old. You know, some people like what they do or or what's the definition of retirement? You know, if you're a farmer, do you ever retire? Um, you know, that's kind of the thing around here in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. You know, farmers, they don't ever retire um, because there's always something to do. They might slow down, but you never fully retire. One of the things we've got, and we talk about this every week, Mark, is the is our income, because that's what constitutes a good retirement is that income and cash flow. Um, 72% in this survey said they're going to have used their, they're going to be self-funded, uh, with their own savings. That's a, that's a good number. I think that's, uh, that's perhaps generous, but th it seems nice. Right. And, and that's a good number. Now here's another statistic that seven out of 10 workers agreed with the following statement. I'm concerned that when I'm ready to retire, social security will not be there for me. Well, that's just, now that, that is such a fallacy. And I've been trying to debunk that fallacy my entire career, because you, 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 you have to understand how Social Security works. It can't go away. It is self-funded um, by the people who are working. So the only way Social Security goes away is if unemployment goes to, goes to 100% and everybody's you know, unemployed. Because 100% of what the money that is paid in to Social Security gets paid out to the people who are currently retired. Now, there is a shortfall that is projected around 2035, 2036, that there will not be enough money put into the trust fund and or the trust fund that currently has a surplus will run out and there won't be enough money to pay 100% of benefits. And at that time, there's only about 80-some percent of benefits able to be paid from the current people being put in but that means that the current people that are contributing at that point are are funding 80 percent of the retirement benefit and there's they're, they're going to fix it i mean congress can always backstop it and just borrow the money to uh pay 
that extra 20%. I think all of us would agree that Congress is pretty good about borrowing money to pay out uh, benefits on things that they can't afford. Last couple so, of years, great example. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, that's not going to happen. So no. that's an unrealistic um, concern. Now, if you are going to properly plan, I would, I would tell people, if you want to plan for the worst case scenario, take whatever your expected benefits are from Social Security and just reduce them by 20%. But they're not going to go away. I mean, they're, they're still going to be there. Sure. Now, maybe for somebody who's 30, the benefit isn't going to be as good as what it was for uh, somebody who retired 20 years ago. But it's still going to be there. Sure. Well, again, that's the th and, and I mean, I've been hearing that since I was in school. To, well, Social Security, oh, it's going to go away. Yeah, like you said, you've spent more than 30 years trying to convince people that's not going to happen. Yeah, it is not going away. It's probably not going to look the same, but it's still going to provide a substantial portion of your retirement income. But remember, you know, I, and I try to explain to people when I get up in front of people, what the, what's it called? You know, what's the name of it? It's called Social Security, not Social Richness. It's called Social Security, which means that it's, designed to keep people out of poverty, not to fund their retirement. Right. Um, so it's it's to provide some security, not to provide wealthiness and retirement and the carefree life. No, it's just to provide the basic necessities so that you don't fall on the government role to have other subsidized services having to be provided because you don't have enough income. That's what Social Security does. It keeps people out of the poverty level, but it doesn't provide enough money to really, you know, take the Rhine River cruise and go, you know, to Hawaii, um, you know, have a second home in Arizona during the winter. Um, it doesn't have enough income to do that, but it will have enough income to provide for shelter, food, um, and those types of things um, for people that are that that's the only income that they have, but not a lot more. Right. Well, and again, in an ideal situation, you know, if you can if you can get it set up so maybe your Social Security just covers your monthly nut and everything else that you've saved is yours or vice versa. You know, if right. I mean, it's enough, a three-legged stool, right? Yeah. Or it used to be called the three-legged stool. Um, now it's, I don't know what it is because one of the three legs kind of disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Um, because the three-legged stool was, you know, Social Security, your own retirement savings, and then your company pension. Well, company pensions have been replaced basically by the 401k. So now two out of the three legs are up to the individual. Yeah, most companies put money into the 401k as a match, but it's still up to the individual to manage that money. It's not a guaranteed pension where you work for the company for 30 or 35 years and retire with a guaranteed monthly income and then you've got your social security and your and your retirement savings but you know that's that's you know something that also requires a little bit more diligence and understanding uh, than again what there was in the past so when you talk about understanding let's talk about asset allocation and 
this is the these are some numbers that really sort of startled me the the lack of of knowledge of what asset allocation is and why it plays such a key role what do you what do you mean by asset allocation is that like my house my car you my lawnmower uh, <laughs> is that what we're talking about here well, i don't think so right right 31% of workers say they have a great deal or quite a bit of, they know about asset allocation. I mean, I just think from our own savings. Oh, you're talking about your money being asset allocated. Yes. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm I just know. being yeah. facetious. Right. But, but, but those, don't you agree? I mean, I think that goes back to what you said at the beginning where you're passionate about education and this is something that people really need to understand. Yeah. Because if you're 25 and, you, and if you don't have a hundred percent of your money in equities, you're nuts. You know, you got 40 years to accumulate it. And if you're not an aggressive investor in your 20s, you're going to end up with half as much in money. And, and you could be looking at millions of dollars less in money for somebody who's in their 20s um, that has a conservative allocation. I mean, a conservative allocation in your 20s is all stocks. You know, an aggressive allocation in your 60s is all stocks. Um, and so you have to understand the time to be properly allocated into different assets as well. But yes, asset allocation, diversification, um, you know, asset allocation, what do they say, um, accounts for 97% of investment performance wow. and timing only accounts for 3%. It's something like that. It's like huh. most of, most of your performance comes from your asset allocation and where you invest your money, and only a small fraction of it accounts for um, when you invest your money. Well, and again, having that conversation about asset allocation, and that's why I think working with an independent fiduciary advisor like you and and your you know your team at, at EFS Wealth, you know it it just makes sense to have that to have your knowledge and your expertise and your insight to help us through these times. I mean, you know, depending on what sectors we're in, the whole sector thing seems to be changing now, and, and you're helping us change with it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you've got to, you know, some things stay the same, but some things change, as they say, right? Yeah. Um, and so you have to understand what has changed and what has stayed the same. And so, again, we talk about um, asset allocation, uh, diversification, the uh, primary source of that income for those working. What do we think? About 45% self-funded. Yeah, 45% self-funded, 30% expect to rely on 401ks, um, and, you know, one out of 10 expect to rely on about other savings and investments. But like you said, a lot of people don't understand asset allocation. Um, and when you look at compound interest, and I used to draw this out on, um, the board, uh, when I would teach classes is showing the difference between a couple percent return difference. Uh, and then you start drawing that money out over 10, 20, 30, 40 years. And again, it has to do with that compounding effect of money. That's why I said, if you're in your 20s, you need to be aggressive, you know, with your portfolio. That doesn't mean taking risks. That doesn't mean jumping onto some brokerage account, buying a bunch of garbage stocks that you hope to become a millionaire on. No, that's, this is about putting your money into broad-based indexes that invest into equities and having small, large, medium value growth, rebalancing those investments, 
and having a 40-year investment time horizon, a couple percent difference is hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars in additional compounded money over that period of time. And that's really what working with an advisor can help us achieve. And folks, if you want to know some more, if you want to sit down with Mark, uh, give us a call at 712-224-4651. Better yet, visit the website, EFS, the number four, the letter U.com. You can reach out to Mark right there on the homepage. Yeah, and, and, you know, send me an email. You know, we reply every now and then to questions um, that you sent in Mm -hmm. and you know, I'm happy to visit with you. If you have a question, you know, we have four advisors on staff uh, that can answer your questions about everything that you may have concerns about in the financial planning realm, in the investment realm, you know, about your personal situation, about what you should be contributing. Um, You know, what you don't know can cost you money and we help to educate you so that you do know. That's the purpose of this show and uh, hopefully you've gleaned some information from it today and again um, the, the four letter word you need to remember is math don't use hope in your vocabulary when planning for retirement Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. EFS Group and the Securities America companies are unaffiliated. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. If you remember these TV shows, you're getting ready to retire. Whenever I see a big pair of feet or a cheesy mustache, I'll think of you. You got spunk. I hate spunk. I'm one guy who ain't prejudiced against anybody who uh, may be less superior than me. It kind of sneaks up on you, doesn't it? Oh, gee. You deserve a secure, independent retirement. A retirement that is prepared to handle pitfalls like inflation health emergencies, stock market volatility, and taxation. You've worked hard for your money and will work just as hard to protect it and grow it. Retirement planning doesn't have to be difficult. Get the facts-based approach that you deserve, all at no cost, with no obligation. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651. 712-224-4651 or log on to EFS4U.com. EFS, the number 4U.com.